start my Stinger Marathon because yeah. I, I'm not going to lie and, and, and portray um, this ultimate poise. Like, I've been, had it figured out. Nah, I just didn't quit. That's the only distinguishing quality from me and probably whoever else going through this or mm -hmm. went through this or is going to go through this is that I ain't quit. I went through every emotion. I went through mm -hmm. every emotion with trying to pursue what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think that what what's going to separate whoever's going to try to go for something is that you ain't going to quit. Unless, you know, you're gonna really take the stance if I'm gonna die behind what I'm what I'm getting at right now. It's Ricky Trey and Doe. We're back for another episode. We're all in the house. What's going on, fellas? I'm back, man. Feels good to be back. Felt like the streets didn't miss me, man. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it was a good episode. No, nah, they missed you, man. Yeah, yeah. Good so, episode. You know, three, three of a kind. Gotta, gotta have you here. So welcome back, Chuck. Ah, man. Glad to be back. It's been, uh, it's been mm -hmm. a rough week for the culture, right? We uh, A week ago today learned of the passing of... Mr. Nipsey Hussle, may he rest in peace. It's been yeah. a tough week. Rest in peace, the neighborhood nip. Yeah. So uh, we typically name the show afterwards based on the conversation, but this is the neighborhood nip episode. This episode is dedicated to Nipsey Hussle, his movement, his plight, and what he wanted for his people. So we're going to try to touch on a few of those things as we discuss uh, sports topics and keep uh, some of the things that he preached in mind throughout. And, uh, you know, what do you guys think about uh, what's going on in the culture? Though? Should we look at this as maybe a, a opportunity for people to do more? You know, maybe, you know, his his movement doesn't die in vain? Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. I think, you know, hopefully this would be the last time that we have one of these moments. I mean, it's hard to... You know, this one hit a little different, I think. You know, we was younger when, you know, Tupac and, and Biggie died. You know, Nip, I'm only a couple months older than him. He's, you know, my age. So, right. you know, this one hit a little little different this time. You know, hopefully this forces us as a, as a culture and as a people to, you know, just learn to love one another and just this self-hatred is bad, man. Yeah. And sometimes it does take someone's untimely passing for people to, to to see things in a different way and I hope that something good does come out of this and we're starting to see some of those things already and he indirectly had not him per se but where he's from Crenshaw indirectly had a lot to do with the theme of this podcast Boys in the Hood is based in Crenshaw right right you know the place that raised him so for those that don't know, we always say if Ricky Trey and Doe was to put together a podcast, they made it out the hood, they got their lives in order, and they wanted to do a sports podcast, this is what it would sound like. So, shout out to Neighborhood Nip. I ordered my stuff off of the marathon clothing.com, uh, trying to support in, you know, just a small way. And uh, if you get the time, you got a few dollars, 
you know, but support the marathon and support the man's business. Yeah, stream his music. He's one of the few artists that owns his masters. So, you know, every everything you could do, you know, supports his message, supports his family. Indeed. Mm-hmm. So we'll give a round of applause <laughs> to Nipsey Hussle. We're going to miss you, man. With the NCAA tournament recently passed with no star power, uh, well, actually, no, we got one more game. <laughs> nobody would know there's one more game because nobody actually has been watching, I'm sure. Is the tournament still going on? It's still going on. Jesus. It didn't end when Zion, <laughs> when Zion got beat, it didn't end. Shit. But uh, it's actually been pretty good basketball. I did watch the games yesterday. Great games. But I would love to see the ratings uh, once it's all said and done. But now, Mr. Williamson, it's time for him to enter the NBA. Thought it'd be kind of cool if we just kind of tossed around who we thought he was going to be. So real quick, we can start with you, Ron. Who is Zion Williamson going to be at the next level? Give us the floor, then give us the ceiling, and then give us the most likely. Mm. So my floor, meaning that it ain't going to turn out too well, and shout out to Big Ron Rich because this is what he thinks, uh, Robert tracked the trailer. Ooh. Damn. Brutal. That's real yeah. low. That's disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Uh, rest yeah. in peace uh, to the tractor trailer. No doubt. You know what I'm saying? Former Michigan Wolverine. Indeed. Um, so the floor is, you know, that he, he keeps getting bigger um, mm. and that his game just doesn't translate to the NBA. Right. Which, uh, which I do is, question. I do question I, I if do it does. Well. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, I do as well. Uh, you know, he, he looked like a man playing amongst boys. And if we look back at at Tractor Trailer, which again, you know, some of that is said in jest, but I mean they are big lefties. Um it, it it's quite possible that, that that could happen. Tractor trailer was the man coming out of school. I think it was that about ninety eight, ninety nine. Right. Um yeah, so you know, it it, it that's the floor. Uh, that's the floor. Okay. The 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 ceiling um, I mean, the ceiling is 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 very very high. Uh, I don't is. know that I, I can, I don't know that I can give an actual player that he reminds me of because I don't think that there is one out there. Mm. Um, if 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 anything, I would say I might go somewhere in the realm of like a Blake Griffin. Okay. Uh, very athletic. Um, what Blake Griffin has done, as as you know, you can see by two nights ago or last night, he hit nine threes in in a, in a game. So. He turned his game from just a, a high-flying dunker into someone that can actually hit the mid-range and the long ball. Right. Uh, so you know that that I think is probably his. That's a that's a that's a great feeling. Great Griffin. That, that would be a that would be a great feeling. Okay. Five, six-time All-Star so far in his it, career. Still got some time to go. Yeah. Rookie yeah, of the yeah. year. Yeah, has, has carried right. yeah carried a team. Um, you know, at one point he was like the face of, of Kia once he jumped over the over the forte. He was, you know, yeah. So um, now, where do I think he'll realistically fall? Yeah, uh, I think that it's going to take a few years for us to see it. I don't know that his impact is going to be as dominant as it was in college, but I will say that I think that Zion, if given the right tutelage, is going to be a very good player. But he has to develop a very trustworthy jump shot. Without a trustworthy jump shot, then you know, then then, then he adds nothing. 
but so you um, reserving uh, judgment sounds like I can't. Yeah, I kind of am. I'm, I'm going to reserve judgment, but I think that he'll definitely fall on the on the higher side okay. of, of uh, you know of, of things. So we'll see what happens. We'll see. But I'm listening. Go ahead, Chase. Tell me something. So I think. Um, uh, you know, Zion, like he's 6'8", 285, you know, athletic, kind of a, a, a freak in nature. You know, people compare him to the LeBron, but I don't I don't understand that comparison necessarily other than, you know, physically, I guess it's, it's semi-close, but not, not at this stage of LeBron's basketball career was he, was he built like that. So I think worst case or the floor for me because, you know, I'm thinking of a player that was in the paint, that was explosive, that could dunk, had all of those characteristics, but – Lack the jump shot. I'm going to have to say he's probably, worst case, if he doesn't fix his game, he's more like a Sean Kemp to me. Um, that's, that's the floor? Yeah. Yeah, oh I'll, I'll, go, I'll, go, I'll go Sean Kemp. You <laughs> um, must have forgotten about the Rain Man. Yeah, but the Rain Man had a yeah, good... Yeah, you're talking about from a basketball perspective, though. He ain't talking about from highlights. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, you're yeah. The Rain Man could ball, though. The Rain Man had a mid-range jump shot. Yeah, but if you look at his stats, though, he really only had a good five to six seasons. It wasn't like in totality. I mean, to mention the Rain Man, you got to remember the Rain Man with the Knicks. You know, it was the definitely. The man was never with the Knicks. Nigga. He was definitely with the no, Knicks. No, he was not. He was definitely with the Knicks. We have to be accurate for the listeners. He was definitely with the Knicks. No, he wasn't. Who man. was he with then? He was with Cleveland. He was with Orlando, and he was with Portland. He was never with the Knicks. All right, we got to fact check the Knicks then. I could be wrong. <laughs> I just fact checked it. Yo, say you got to relax. He wasn't with the Knicks. Okay. Never played for the Knicks. He never played for the Knicks. All right. Well, I'm talking about the JFK Knicks thing because the Rayman <laughs> fell off pretty bad. Rayman had more than five or six seasons. But go ahead. Go I disagree. Ahead. I disagree. We can disagree. I disagree. I can go ahead and say it now that he, um, he's my ceiling. Um, Rayman is my ceiling yeah. for Zion. But go ahead. I hear you. Um, but so that I think the ceiling for me would be the Rayman. Um, you mean the floor? Uh I'm sorry, floor to ceiling, and would have to be. Uh, Ron actually took one of mine, Blake Griffin. So, you know, I think if 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 he doesn't fully develop, if he develops a jump shot, because that's the real thing missing in his game, maybe he could be a a Barkley or a Giannis type of player. Yeah. He's got to work on his handle. Giannis, hell no. I mean, that's no, the no. that's, that's oh, I could well, see be, Barkley. He, but Giannis is just a freak of nature. So that's hard for me to envision that. I mean, we're talking about somebody that's a freak of nature currently. We never seen yeah. an eighteen year old that's six eight two eighty five. Maybe you know. So I think you know maybe a Giannis or something like that, or, or mainly Barkley, an undersized big man. Because yeah. the big question for for Giannis is what? I mean, for a uh, from for uh, uh, Zion is Zion. what position is he? Was he playing in the NBA? You know, he's not going to be a center. He's a little too short, probably, for power forward, but he might have the muscle. That's where he's going to have to But he's going to have to be the power forward. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how his game translates. And then, you know, I I guess I'll throw a name out there not to reserve judgment. But if all else fails, who will he end up like? Maybe like a a Derek Coleman or something, I think is kind of what I would... Mm. Maybe think that he might ultimately land that. That ain't bad. I'm a big yeah, DC yeah. fan, so for me that's not that's a bad not, that's career. That's not a bad one at all. Yeah, but that's, yeah, no, no. That, that's it's not for Zion being who he was this season for, for college basketball. But I mean at the same time, Derek Coleman was the number one pick too. So Yeah, that's what made me think of him. Do you think Derek Coleman had a better career than Sean Kemp? No. No. Sean Kemp went to the NBA finals, was it twice or just the one time? 
I think it was I mean, just, just the one time, time, time when they had them dark, yeah, them green jerseys. Uh-huh. And, and I'm looking at it as not not so much about career. I'm looking at it as you impact. know impact and Sean Kemp or who he was in his prime was phenomenal. Right. I'm not talking about. I can't predict that Zion's going to get on coke and have 20 kids. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to wish that on him, or I no way I can predict that for his life. So. I'm just going off of what he's going to be able to do in his prime. And Sean Kemp at his prime, I think a lot of times you forget. I forgot. And then I saw some of the highlights. And even even his little mid-range jump shot right there at the elbow or at the, on that. the corner. He it, got that. It was he automatic did. for him. So he wasn't just a high-flying dunker. He could post you up. He had a little baby uh, jump hook. So to me, if if... if if Zion can get to Sean Kemp at his height, that's the ceiling for him. So that would be a six-time hey, All-Star. Not a bad. It wouldn't so be a bad. I'm career. not talking about the accolade so much. I'm talking about him. If 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 Zion can sustain that for 10, 12 years, then that's that's going to be a hell of a player. Um, yeah, yeah. You know I, what I'm saying? Yeah, but that, that's did, what but I'm that, saying. That would be above Sean Kemp though, because Sean Kemp didn't oh, sustain oh, that. Well, I'm not. I'm talking about the level of athleticism and what he can contribute to the game. He just has to say Sean Kemp stayed healthy for the full term of his career. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I'm looking at. at. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah. not necessarily saying he's going to make six All Stars or anything like that. Just more so the player. And we'll get a little bit more into this. When we get to this little D Wade and Paul Pierce conversation, we'll, we'll touch on that a little bit later. But what I'm saying is, I think if, at a, from a ceiling standpoint, if Zion can play like Sean Kemp did in his prime, that's going to be a hell of a player. We wish Sean Kemp continued to to play at a high level, right? He got robbed of that, based on how he chose to live his life. So my ceiling is actually Sean Kemp. Interesting. My floor, my floor is going to be Zach Randolph. Mm, that's a good Zach, floor, you know? Yeah. That's a great floor. Not, not Zach Randolph. I'm sorry. What's his name from um, Randall? Julius oh, Randall. Julius, oh, Julius, Julius, Randall. Julius Randall? Yeah. I was going to say His doppelganger. Right. Right. You could say that too, but I, I meant Julius Randall. I think the floor okay. for, for Zion is going to be Julius Randle. Yeah. Um, mm. Maybe Julius is still coming into his own, but as of right now, he'll give you some good minutes. You know, he can maybe get you eight to ten points a game. But honestly, when I look at Zion, I don't know how well of a rebounder he is. Yeah, we know he can jump, but that's not what rebounding is about. Um, didn't necessarily see him posting up the jaw. Not much. Didn't see him posting up. And Not much. One thing that was really telling to me, uh, when Duke lost that game, he had the ball with yeah. seconds left, and then he passed it. He couldn't – I don't think he could create his own shot in that moment because once it gets down to the end of the game, they pack in the lane, and they're going to force you to take a shot. And it didn't look like he could create his own shot in that way. So I'm, I really don't think he's going to be what – you know, everybody is, is expecting as far as being able to take yeah. over and lead a team and be that star that he can take the team and carry it on his back. I don't see that. Yeah. Um, I think and I think the another part of that, too, not to cut you off, is because the game is just 
the game is just different. Right. Yeah. It's a different game. Like you have to have the ball in your hands, and you have to be able to take somebody off the dribble. Right. A big fella that can jump. I mean that you know while those are great attributes, right. that doesn't translate into you know into thirty points a night. Only way I see him being able to do it, honestly, if he loses twenty to thirty pounds, and he actually becomes a two guard. Mm. He loses twenty to thirty, becomes a two guard, and works and develops the jump shot. That's the only way I can see it happen. Because if you six eight with that athleticism, and now you're a lot slimmer, and you can guard better, you don't have to worry about posting guys up. You're going to be able to dominate that position way more than you would at, at the four. So he right. probably would be more of a, th- a three. I guess two and a three is, in this game is no different. Um, yeah. Who did you right. have as the, the most, most probably, likely? Most likely, yeah. Most likely I got my main man, Larry Johnson. Larry Johnson. <laughs> Larry, Larry in his that. prime. Yeah, mm-hmm. Larry in his prime. I can see that. Larry yeah. in his prime is a yeah. monster. yeah. yeah. So I think most likely that's about where he would end up. Kind of the same body type. Um, I think LJ was a four, right? Yeah. Sometimes he, he play three. He, right. was, he was a four, yeah. definitely in the Charlotte. So I, I think I think that's a very good comparison where what what we might see out of him. LJ had a little jumper though. He got to add. He's got to add to his that game. That was later. Oh yeah, he'll have that. Yeah, was later. That was mm-hmm. later. But. People tend to forget about LJ too. The Grandma Ma Converse commercials, like that—that that was huge. Like he was a big star at, at yeah. one time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, that's where I'm going with it. Again, I don't think he's going to be a prime time player, um, like most people think. He's great to watch. He's entertaining, but from a skill perspective, I'm not sold. Yeah, I mean, I think we all saying the same. And basically, he's going to, have to work work on his game if he wants to live up to the hype yeah. that he has right now on the next level. Right, right. But what's really interesting is uh, <laughs> the uh, male Gloria Allred. Is that her name? Yeah. The yeah. male version, Mr. Michael Avenatti. He's been in the news <laughs> a lot lately. <laughs> and Gloria's probably sitting around like, yeah, nigga, you thought you could be me. <laughs> <laughs> you can never be me. You can never be me, motherfucker. <laughs> so Gloria's probably sitting back loving this shit because he tried to take a spot. He, he tried. sure is. He's fucking Twitter fingers right now. Shit. <laughs> Have you seen that? And it has a lot to do with the future Larry Johnson, Mr. Zion Williamson. Right. A lot of these tweets are about how Nike paid his mother uh, for consulting services a certain amount of money so that he would go to a Nike sponsored school, which is Duke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think, Ron, you probably said it. We mentioned it many times on the podcast. The sneaker companies run college basketball. It's Damn. not just the NCAA. Right. It's the sneaker companies. Mm-hmm. And a lot of yeah. people think this Michael Avenatti case may shift that culture a bit. And for those that don't know, Michael Avenatti recently was indicted on federal charges for trying to extort $20 million out of Nike based on whatever documents that he just recently released saying that he had all this information on some of their, uh, some of the behavior that they've had as a company when it relates to college basketball. Well, I know one person is happy about this. His name is Mr. R. Kelly, because most likely he is going <laughs> to now get off. <laughs> yeah. 
He's at McDonald's as we speak. <laughs> Celebrating. Absolutely. Big time. But you know what? This guy, more and more I looked into him, he is definitely an opportunist, which most lawyers are. That's not the worst thing in the world as a lawyer. But just some of the things he's done has been kind of shady. Right. Um, the Stormy Daniels thing, he lost that. Before I thought, well, probably because Trump has too much power. But maybe this guy really just isn't a good lawyer. So did you know he tried to put together a class action suit? Uh, remember that Hall of Fame game in the NFL that was canceled a couple years ago? It was canceled like the day before. Yeah. It, it was something that happened in Indianapolis. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. They, and they ended up, I think the game was supposed to be in Indianapolis for some reason. Typically, I think it is in Canton, right? Yeah. But something happened and they had to cancel the game last minute. So they gave all the people their money back. They refunded them. He thought that that wasn't good enough and tried to form a class action suit and promised all the people involved he'd get $35 billion through this class action suit. They threw the shit out. But it's <laughs> like, why would you even feel the need to hop on that? Like, why would you feel the need to try to create some opportunity out of that? But it seemed like that, that this is the kind of guy that he is. So they threw that case out. Um, they gave him another chance to try to put together another claim for it, and they threw it out again. Um, so we know about R. Kelly, we know about Stormy Daniels, and we know about this class action suit with the Hall of Fame game. This guy doesn't have the best track record. So Nike, I guess they called the feds on him saying he's trying to extort them for $20 million. I think that they're going to easily just be able to discredit him. They got all the lawyers in the world, and I don't think much is going to change. But he, he's definitely Twitter fingers right now. What do y'all think about this? Yeah, he's definitely opportunist. I think uh, I started looking at him funny when, they, when the reports came out that said he was considering running for president. Oh, my God. And I'm just like, I mean... What you know? What I mean? <laughs> like, like, wow! Like, why? What? That's because he. I guess he was getting momentum with the Trump shit. But you know, this Nike thing is. It just shows to show you, man. You mess with the government, man. Like they could come after you in full force. Because I think in addition to these charges from uh, uh, from Nike, he got jammed up in California too um, on some fraud charges related to some other businesses that he had with, some, with a failed business and some bank loans or something like that in Mississippi. So he's fighting cases in New York now and in California. And all of this, obviously, probably is no coincidence, but he definitely seems like somebody that, that sh doesn't run away from the media attention, obviously. Right. And definitely has a vendetta with big corporations and tries to figure out a way to make money for himself and increase his celebrity, I think. Right. And the firm is now applied for bankruptcy. Um, I want to say a third party came in and purchased the law firm themselves because they, they weren't paying their rent and all kinds of stuff. So Nike's going to easily be, be able to discredit this guy. But you know the fucked up yep. part is? He's probably telling the truth. He what? has documents that he says in 2017 when Nike was subpoenaed, they withheld documents uh, and all kinds of shit to try to deceive the federal government. So if any of this stuff is true... Nike may be able to still get out of it based on this guy just not being very credible. The only silver lining for him, and, and my fault, Rhonda, you trying to get in there too, but... Uh, no, 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 no. Truth be told, you hit me. Go ahead. That, that, uh, that Adidas case that happened earlier in the year was for similar 
accusations and causes where, you know, there was basically, um, you know, creating fraudulent receipts and, and using them as business expenses. I think those are similar claims that he's putting out there, you know, against Nike. And that was part of the shit he was tweeting last night. So mm. I think it's one of them situations where they're probably both right. But obviously his credibility is, is taking a big, a big hit over the past couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I, I think in um, in most cases, right, where it, where it comes to whistleblowers, it all depends on who's actually blowing the whistle. Right. Right. Because most of the time, if there is a tad bit bit of smoke, and especially with Nike, we know that there's a there's an entire forest fire there. That there's something there. Problem being is, this guy just has way too much going on. Right. I mean, when when the news broke with R. Kelly, I thought that he was the prosecutor, as much as I saw him on the TV. You know what the funny thing mm-hmm. is? He's not even uh, he's not even able to practice law in the state of Illinois. He doesn't have a license to practice yeah, <laughs> yeah. in the state of Illinois. Right. So I'm even confused of how he's even involved in that shit. I don't know. Legally, you can't well, represent th- these people. He's probably going right. to be one of he's, there's going he's not going to be the head attorney. I guess is how uh, they would do I it. Guess. You know, so he'll be a consultant. You know. Yeah. And, 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 and he was just. Uh, they're gonna throw the, the case out. Forward. Well, they they said that they're the same tapes, and now I believe they are. I think he saw an opportunity to get more publicity, and he yeah. hopped on it. Is R. Kelly a yeah. piece of shit? Absolutely, but he's about to be another. He's gonna have the rest of his life on the streets to be a piece of shit because he ain't going mm. to jail. Wow. He's not going <laughs> to jail. Wow. It's not happening because yeah. of Michael Avenatti jumped the gun, wanted some shine, was chasing the cameras. And here we are today. But I mean, yeah. the person that really needs to be arrested in all this shit is fucking DeAndre Aiden. This motherfucker's getting paid from every sneaker company in the world. <laughs> he didn't even sign the with fuck, Nike, right? right? Or or Adidas. He got money from Adidas. He signed with Puma. That's so right. he got money from Adidas, what in- Nike, and probably Puma probably didn't give him shit. He just, just signed with them off so, the love of hove. So shouldn't we probably be applauding him? I applaud him. Didn't he? Black man get paid. Uh, yeah, he uh, used your likeness. He's the I first hear you, one. But when that happens, do you like just see thanks but no thanks? But I'm gonna keep the money. Like what the fuck? You say that it's illegal anyway, nigga. So thank you. Right, let's try to call the cops on getting robbed for your drugs. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's, a good, that's a good comparison. Exactly. Even though I have heard of niggas doing that, but we won't get into that. It's for another podcast. <laughs> you gotta relax. <laughs> But I mean, yeah, I guess so. But it's like, damn, dog, like, you just taking everybody's fucking coins. I guess more power to you. I guess. Yeah, yeah, shit, he's walking free, you know. And we spoke about it a little bit on our last episode with the new bill in Congress of athletes being able to get paid off their likeness. And as the NBA moves to the coming straight out of high school, the one and done thing is over. Right. I think this is going to be less of an issue. And what yeah. Nike's probably going to do is try to just delay the fuck out of this shit until that is now the case. And then a lot of it will be pointless mm-hmm. to even try to prosecute. This is the last yeah. This is the last time I think we hear about these type of situations mm-hmm. at this level. I think they're just trying to avoid, you know, what happened to those Adidas executives that had to go to jail. Right. That's right. all they're trying to do with this. Right. But I know whoever was involved in this shit probably was like, man, just pay that nigga the 20 million, man. Fuck. Cause Nike don't care. <laughs> But whoever was involved at Nike knows they might have to fucking go to jail. So they probably mm-hmm. like, why did you just pay him the fucking 
20, man. Did you hear? Now I gotta go to fucking jail for a little bit. Did you hear how he came up with the 20 million though? It was uh, it was like um, so I think the history of this is one of his clients got um, I think it was an AAU coach that was sponsored by Nike. Nike didn't renew him, mm. and that's what started the issue with Nike. Um, when one of his clients came came up to him and told him what happened. Oh, didn't renew yeah. the sponsorship. He didn't renew, the didn't renew the sponsorship and, with the AAU team. With the AAU team, and then I don't know much about Nike's youth basketball, Nike's elite youth basketball league, but. Yeah, oh, that's, that's the, the AU circuit. circuit. That's the AU circuit, right? That's the circuit uh, uh-huh. Coach Harrigan is on. He's, and so, on the, he's on the Nike circuit. And so what ended up happening is, I guess, if something to do. He was getting information from his clients. Clients started snitching on certain things that was going on in that circuit between Nike and players and their families. Mm. So then he saw an angle where he approached Nike and said, you know, you guys should basically hire me as a consultant so I can yeah. see that if you're complying with the laws. Uh, and that's how he came up with the $20 million. Nike was like, because he said, I have all this information to prove this. Right. And so Nike's like, wait, are you trying to extort us right. for $20 million? But he's like, no, nah, it's not extortion. I'm offering my I'm services. I'm offering my services for $20, for 20 Yo, million. Yo, he's a fucking scumbag, man. <laughs> Yo, he's different. Scumbag, B. I'm he's, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Capitalism breeds all kinds of vultures. They also come in as lawyers. Jeez. Damn, that's just wild. That's what you get for trying to be Gloria, nigga. Take your ass to jail. We don't need two Gloria Alrights out here. We only need one. We don't even we don't really need, need one. I was about to say. <laughs> we don't even need her, but we're stuck with her. Right. Get your ass out of here, Michael. You got us all worked up over R. Kelly. Fucking Stormy Daniels couldn't get paid in the easiest case in the fucking world. I could have represented that bitch and got her paid. And then now this. This nigga's out of control. Yeah, he's out man. of control, man. We're done with you, man. Get your ass out of here, man. R. Kelly, R. Kelly was back on video last night talking about he's performing somewhere in Illinois, feeling real comfortable now. I, I, I saw that telling the media to be easy on him. Like, nigga, clearly you want the media to be at this shit. That's why you're doing it. He's smoking cigars. Wow. Hey, hey, quick, uh, quick little asterisk for this Michael Avenatti thing. So he was the recipient of a Donald Trump tweet. And Donald told him, said, good news for you, Michael. If you plead fast enough, you might just get to share a cell with Michael Cohen. So, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> he, he's Yo, even on the fucking wild, the shithead dude. president's radar. And shit, That's man. funny. You, know yeah. <laughs> you can't front and say that Donald's not funny. The nigga's funny. Oh, he's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I ain't gonna lie. But real I quick, let's lie. give a quick little boot of Michael. And Mr. Trump, get your asses up out of here, man. Fuck yeah. Word. Yeah, fuck out of here. So let's move on to a topic we've been avoiding for a while. And we're Philly sports fans, no matter what it is. We even root for the soccer team if they're in the championship. Why not? But <laughs> The Arena Football League team, too. All yeah, of them. all of them. <laughs> Flyers is in the finals. I'm getting my orange and black on. It's happening. I'm there, front mm-hmm. row. But... We've been avoiding the Sixers for a while, and just because a lot of topics have come up and the conversation will run on, but the playoffs are coming up now. And we we got to touch on the Sixers, but before we get to the Sixers, this D. Wade and Paul Pierce beef, Ron, have, have you have you peeped that yet? Have you seen that going on? I think I saw something on it. Uh, refresh me, though. Just this past week, Paul Pierce was asked if – like they did this comparison. So let me start with this. They tried to compare D Wade's career to <laughs> other athletes. 
So they started with Isaiah Thomas. So they right. they asked Jalen Rose, Paul Pierce, and who was the other? There was one more person on the on the panel, wasn't it? Was it Baron Baron or Chauncey? Nah, the Chauncey wasn't there because they was mad. Because they compared Isaiah Thomas to D. Wade. Was it D. Wade? I mean, not D. Wade. Was it uh, 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 Tracy McGrady? It might have been Tracy. Tracy. I think it was Tracy. Jaylen, like I think it was Jalen Tracy, I believe, and I know Paul Pierce. So they asked if uh, D. Wade or Isaiah. And Tracy and Paul Pierce both said D. Wade. Jalen Rose being from Detroit was like, are y'all crazy? Which, right. yeah, are y'all crazy? Yeah, I'm not rolling D with Wade that. over Zeke? Get the fuck out of here. Never. Never. In no fucking universe. So, I was just already pissed at that. But the re- really weird part is then they went D Wade to Bubba Chuck, Allen Iverson. And then it was a unanimous for Iverson. And I'm like, so y'all think y'all think that Iverson's better than, than Zeke? Iverson's not even better than Zeke. Y'all might feel differently about it because of y'all infatuation with the man, but y'all know that Iverson is not better than Zeke. That might be a push for me. I don't know. I got to think about that. Yeah. I got to think about that. Nah, dog. Yeah. Nah. So you're saying that Allen Iverson was a better player and had a better career than the man that won well, two changing, championships back to back. Those are two different arguments. Well, well here's what... Here, no, here, here, yeah, see, well, their argument on the show who had the better career. It wasn't better player. What their uh, debate okay. was, better career. who had see, a better career. Better career. Yeah, D. Wade had a better career. I mean, uh, uh, had a better career, obviously, than, than, uh, than AI also. So better career, different story. So you think better that player? D. Wade had a better career than Zeke too? I'm not saying that. No, 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 no. no. He no, he was driving that. the bus. Zeke was driving the yeah, bus. Yeah, I mean Zeke. Yeah, yeah. No. D Wade was in the back like Rosa Parks. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Zeke was driving yeah, the bus. You gotta chill. Ever, I'm just saying. Don't you disrespect <laughs> Rosa, man? Don't you disrespect our black queens, man? I'm not disrespecting her. I'm comparing her to a Hall of Fame basketball player. That ain't no disrespect. But that's oh yeah, she didn't want to get in the back of the bus. I take that back. I'm sorry. We got one. You know what I meant. <laughs> you know what I meant. He wasn't driving. He wasn't driving that train. So, to me, it's not even a question. Zeke is better and had a better career. Iverson, you could say Iverson was a better player. You could say that. But he didn't have a we better career. Yeah, it, it, took the, it took the Bulls a while to get past Zeke. I mean, you right. like... D-Wade don't have anything like that on his catalog. No, no. He wasn't stopping anybody. Um, and then they put that big super team together and lost to the fucking Mavericks. Fuck out of here. So then we had <laughs> Paul Pierce. You know, they oh, okay. They came up to Paul since he's Uh-oh. on the show. The truth. And they wanted to compare careers. And Paul Pierce flat out said, this ain't even a thought. Me. <laughs> I get the nod. I was better than that nigga. And you know what? I remember we debated that, you, right? Didn't we? Didn't we? I think we talked about it off the podcast. Off the, I we, think yeah, it we was debated Yeah, we had. Yeah. Because y'all yeah, felt, y'all, y'all believe, y'all was with Paul Pierce on that, I think. I think. Initially. I think you could say Paul Pierce was a better player. 
did he have a better career? And here's the problem I have with these super teams and the shit that's going on. Mm-hmm. Because once you look back, once you look back on all of this, and you're going to compare the stats and the rings and all that bullshit, these guys have stacked the deck for themselves. That's that's yeah. kind of unfair. And and that's the thing that I don't like about these fucking super teams. You look at what Kevin Durant's probably going to be able to do, and when you list off his accomplishments once it's said and done, there's not a lot of people going to be able to fuck with that. But Paul Pierce, in my opinion, falls on the same sword for that too because Paul Pierce's career before in Boston, I mean, Boston, I guess, had a super team, Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett. Some people they might debate that. They were all in their 30s. Agreed. When they put the team Agreed. together, Agreed. they were all Agreed. in their 30s. And that's fair, and that's fair, and that's fair. No debate for me on that. But, I mean, his career didn't really pop off successfully from a winning standpoint until those those players came. I wouldn't say that. When Antoine Walker was there, they were in the playoffs every year. Walter McCarty. Yeah, they was in the playoffs every year. They didn't even get bounced in the second round. Yeah, it was. But they was there. He had a lot of ebbs and flows. But, yeah, I mean, he definitely had a yeah. couple good years there. No doubt, no doubt. But, I mean, I, I think for him to make that argument is tough, though. But, but, but what he said, if he would have had Shaq, Bosh, and LeBron in his mid-20s, he would have got five or six championships. And I tend to lean towards that. I tend to believe that he probably would have been able to carry those teams a little bit further than D-Wade. Because I think you could possibly say he was more clutch. He was the guy. I'd rather have him taking a big shot over D-Wade. D-Wade had one phenomenal performance. And and that was the NBA Finals against the Mavericks. And he had one really good season where he won a scoring title. And I, I want to say they didn't even make the playoffs that year. Or they got bounced in the first round, one of the two. But he got him a scoring title. But I don't think D-Wade had... I like It really bothers me with this fucking fanfare and, and all this fucking... Uh, going away presence this nigga switching kid. jerseys it is too much that. he didn't have that type of career to me tell, tell us what your real insurance <laughs> with D-Wade let's oh get my, to the shits oh my god Ron so yeah. what's really something that's going you're going to love this just this, just today Gabrielle Union jumped in <laughs> he's killing another black queen I'm not Yo, nigga you the one that you the one that sent it to me oh, don't tell the secrets <laughs> <laughs> it's like wait till he sees this shit so she jumped in talking tried to tried to like compare our brother Nipsey Hussle's like she didn't directly say it but more so like we gotta stop tearing each other down haven't we learned anything and I'm just like is this bit serious is she fucking oh. serious Bitch, relax. <laughs> D-Wade should have... Oh, I'm not going to say what he should have did, but... <laughs> Hold it. He should not have your woman out there trying to defend you like that. It looks a little crazy, dog. Get that in check. Yeah. Steph Curry. Yeah, you got to tell her Curry to put your to... phone down. I don't need your help. Honey. Right. I got you. Steph Curry had to do that with Aisha Curry after a while. You got to chill. Yeah, you, gotta, you, you, can't gotta be, you can't be defending me and making headlines. Yeah, so I mean... But the way she tried to spin it, it was like, yo, I don't even think Paul Pierce was that serious or it was it was that serious of a topic to him. Because if you watch the show, his segment is called Truth Serum because his nickname was The Truth. So this is where he talks about how he created everything. It's called Truth Serum? Yeah. That's, it's called, the, that's how they got that's created segment, with it? Yeah. So he talks about how all these kids is doing the step back. I invented the step back. Like, that's his oh, whole. <laughs> get, get your shit off, Paulie. He was like, I invented that shit. Everybody got that get for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so that's his whole, that's his whole gimmick in that segment. So him saying that 
was kind of playing into how he feels like he never got his just due and he's the greatest player of all time. You know what I mean? And Ron, you know, I do the same thing. I, who brought back basketball jerseys? Oh, who, yeah. who was the nigga right. that brought back basketball jerseys around the world? Yo, yeah, shiny joint. It was you me. Know, ain't shiny Orlando Magic <laughs> joint. Nah, nah, the Larry Hughes, 11th grade. I brought out the Larry Hughes joint. And y'all niggas was cracking on me. He's like, this nigga got a basketball jersey. If y'all forget, <laughs> jerseys that went out for a minute. Jerseys had went out. I brought them back. I also, <laughs> I also brought back sneakers. Oh god! I brought back sneakers. Remember when niggas was just wearing Tims? You either had you had the um, field Tims or you Chuck had the regular. You had the chuggers. Everybody was just wearing Tims. I brought back wearing sneakers with jeans again. That was me. <laughs> so that's what Paul Pierce was doing. So is this, your, both, is this your truth, sir? Well, it's truth in every joke. Segment? We're both playing, but we're kind of serious. <laughs> I like it. I, I think what it shows is this may have touched D Wade's heart a little bit, and you know, behind behind the scenes, his this, son jumped in. Did you hear his son jumped in? Nah, I didn't hear that. Talking about didn't we bounce you out the playoffs multiple times? Like nigga, was you on the court? What are you talking about? Shit, your ass. Both of them look like they breath stink. Him and the son. I don't know why I've always felt that. Yeah, he's shooting clips about. at the kids now. <laughs> he's like 17. He ain't that young. But get the yeah. fuck out of here, man. Something about well, D Wade. Man. Today, yeah. I just, yeah, something about man. D Wade just don't sit right with me, man. I don't know what it is. The farewell tour and all that shit is too much. He didn't have it like that. Why is he getting it like this? Bothers me. Damn. Mm. I can't wait till Dossman gets a hold of this. That, oh, that text thread is going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> we might have to we might have to put that group chat yeah. out on the uh, on IG. And yeah, he's definitely going to be he's definitely going to hit me. Actually, I got a call big time back. He called me a week ago. I'm pretty sure it's probably about Nipsey Hustle or something. But I got I got you, Dossman. I'm gonna hit you back. But um, let's move on to the Sixers, man. Do we have to? Yeah, man, we gotta we got we got to support them, man. It's through the good times uh-huh. and the bad times, and I don't know if this is a bad time right now, but it's definitely I ain't feeling too great heading into the playoffs. Well, that's what we're here to discuss. Damn. Last year we won well, fifty-two games. Right now we're sitting at fifty with two games left. I think we probably dropped one of those games. Yep. So either way you look at it, there, there's no improvement from a record standpoint year over year. Um. The defense is atrocious. It's absolutely atrocious. And it's very hard to understand why that is because when Brett Brown first came, even when we were in the process mode and we stunk, Mm -hmm. they were one of the highest defensive efficiency teams in the league. Mm -hmm. Every year, even during the process. So it can't be a schematic thing. It can't be about the scheme. So then what is it? Why are these niggas allowing so many points? I'm going to read some stats off to y'all real quick. So first being the best, 30th being the worst. The Sixers are 23rd for opponent points in the paint. They're ranked 23rd in the league. 21st for opponent fast break points. 23rd for opponent points off of turnovers. 17th for opponents' field goals made. And the 24th for opponent free throws made. 
those fucking numbers are atrocious. They're in the bottom of the barrel in all of those categories. What the fuck is going on? Because mm. mm. I just said Brett Brown came into this with a defensive mentality. Defense first. And they always ranked high defense efficiency every year. Right. So, so who we got to point the finger at for where we are from a defensive standpoint? Well, it's got to go to to the to guy sitting at the end of the bench. It's got to go to him, and it's got to go to the players too. So you're um, saying you know, Brett Brown? It, it's on him, being that we've seen whatever defensive scheme he likes to run worked. Yeah, so defense right. is a is a matter of effort as well. I would. I would be curious to see what those stats look like compared to last year. I feel like for this year, I mean, you know, we was talking offline. That meant that uh, Milwaukee game, I just felt like there was no innovation, no in it, no adjustments. You know, you got Giannis basically putting his head down, using speed and force, running at Ben Simmons. I mean, we've seen this play like five straight times. It's either a foul or it's buckets. Like, there was no coaching but, but, adjustments. But Giannis, there's really not too many schemes that you're going to be able to put together to stop him. But you got to try to, I know, but you got to try to do something different. You know what I mean? And maybe just, that's something you do in the playoffs. I don't know if they don't care know. to show all their cards towards the end of the regular season. I mean, as a coach, I wouldn't. But, I know I'm going to have but to see I think, again. I think that would, that's what differentiates the good teams from the bad. I mean, I, feel, I, I find it hard to believe that the coach in Boston wouldn't have tried something different. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I think that's part of the problem. I mean, the other thing is, you know, I think he's got to figure out, do you want Ben Simmons on the perimeter man-to-man against the guard, or is he better off back in the paint with Embiid and the other bigs, and do you play Tobias Harris more on the perimeter defensively, you know, playing, you know, more of the offensive-minded players? I think they got to figure that out because, you know, J.J. Reddick's a liability on defense, clearly. Well, do you all put anything on the fact that we have all of these new ingredients and trying to make – a perfect meal, and we just went to the store and got all these new ingredients and throw them into the pot. We don't know what it's going to taste like. And right now, mm. we can clearly see there's some confusion. But you know who I want to point the finger at? Who I really think is a defensive liability? Y'all probably going to think I'm crazy for this. It's Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid, if you look at him from an individual defender, you see him blocking shots and chasing shit down. That ain't got shit to do with defense. Allen Iverson led the league in steals multiple times, and he'll tell you he was a terrible team defender. Right. He was a terrible on-ball defender. But he knew how to play the gaps, jump the gaps, and all that type of shit. Joel Embiid is always late to help. He's terrible when it's time to recover and close out. Mm-hmm. Half the time, he doesn't even do this shit. He just stands there and waits to see if it's going to be a rebound that he can grab. I would love to see how many charges he's taking this season. It's probably not a lot. Like, I, I just feel like he's really, really lazy on defense. And a lot of people, that's not going to be glaring to a lot of people because they see the highlights of the block shots. He's fucking seven foot. He's going to block some shots. But as far as schematically, and when, when Brett Brown had the high defense, defensive efficiency, you know, those were the early years where even if Embiid was on the team, he wasn't playing yet. So... I have to. I think that Embiid has to step it up defensively, as a team defender. I think he's lacking. So I think to me he stands out a lot. And also everybody loves to praise Sam Hinkie now that he's not on the team. Sam Hinkie had a strategy. 
he drafted guys of a certain wingspan. So that had something to do also with why Brett Brown's early teams were so good defensively. Brett, uh, Sam Hinkie wasn't going to draft you if you didn't have a certain wingspan. Right. His whole strategy was that to be really good defensively. So now that Sam Hinkie's gone, you guys tried to continue the process, but you forgot one of the main ingredients. And now they look atrocious. You scoring 130 points every fucking game, and you just lost before last night. You lost, what, four in a row, three, four in a row? Right. Three in a row. I yeah. mean, it's ridiculous. Like, the, that Milwaukee game, they, they were winning the whole damn game. Yep. You can't be playing dudes like Shake Milton either, man. It's just, well, well, that's another thing. Uh, that bench is ugly. The Sixers should have done whatever they could do to hold on to Landry Shamet. They should have done anything they could have possibly done because you trade Landry, then you trade Fultz. At the beginning of the season, you thought those guys were going to contribute from the backward standpoint. And now you don't have either one of them. All those guys that you brought in, none of them are guards. Yeah, you're not, you're not playing Jonathan Simmons. I don't right. even know if he's still on a team. Like, dang. I, I don't know what's going on with him. But now you're left with one guard off the bench, so you got to bring up the guys from the D-League? How are you supposed to win a championship like that? Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the fuck y'all niggas was talking about. Just because you feisty don't mean you can play defense. And TJ McConnell ain't giving nothing right now. He's not. I don't know if he's just burnt out or whatever the case may be, but he is not bringing nothing. He played 30 minutes yeah. the other night and didn't score a fucking bucket. Mm. Yeah. Like, come on, man. So the Sixers are in trouble, man. So my thoughts are, Bounced out in the second round, man. Now, the first round, it looks like we've already locked in the third seed. Yeah. So Is that against Brooklyn? It's going to be either Brooklyn or or the Pistons. And I'm hoping it's the, it's the Pistons. Hope it's the Pistons because Brooklyn can right. be the first round. Brooklyn, yeah. Brooklyn can fuck around and, and work. They us. got good guards, man. They got good guards and they, sp- they space the floor well. Yeah. And this season, we were 2-2 two and two versus Brooklyn. Uh, against the Pistons, we were three and one. He plays good against Drummond. Well, that's the thing. Uh, Drummond is the type of guy where B doesn't have to go out and guard. Ooh, He's mm-hmm. not going to yep. knock down shots from the perimeter. He's the perfect matchup for Embiid. Right. Brooklyn's going to space the floor, and with them being able to do that, and I don't believe they got a pretty deep backcourt. You know, most people only know D'Angelo Russell, but. They got a few other guys where they contribute a lot. We're not going to be able to match up well there. They got that white boy from UVA that can shoot. He won a three-point. Joe Harris. Yeah, Joe Harris. Yeah, yeah. they got him. Um, Dinwiddie, I believe he's in yeah, the backcourt. Yeah, yeah, he's there. Yeah. He's there. So, I mean. They, we, we gave him that damn contract that he got after he lit us up for about 40. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I really don't want to see Brooklyn in the first round. And plus, they're going to have the we-got-nothing-to-lose mindset and go out there and ball out. Fuck around and lose in the first round. And then, clearly, there's going to be some major changes that got to be made. But you lose in the first round. Maybe Tobias Harris don't even want to fucking stay. He's a free agent. He might say, let me get back to L.A. and go play with LeBron. He's got to step it up, too. He's been kind of quiet last few games I've seen with him. So he has these moments where he kind of forget he's out there. I, I feel you. When I look at his numbers, though, he's getting about 20, 20. or so a game. Yeah, like he's a come, quiet 20, yeah. but... I don't know. I think we we probably win the first round. I'd rather play Detroit 
we actually been seven and one versus Detroit over the past two years. But second round, we're going right up in there against Toronto. And I, I don't see us winning that. Not a chance. <laughs> Not a chance. Let me let me let me tell the listeners right now. We're gonna talk about the Eagles as soon as that shit happens. <laughs> oh, we're gonna talk about all the motherfuckers that need to to go and then we'll jump on the Eagles for sure. Picking our new coach, we're doing all that shit. Yeah, I mean, Ron, any chance we beat Toronto? Second round? Man, no. Not unless something <laughs> great happens in the next uh, two games. And if, if we show up and, and we're playing totally different ball in the first round, otherwise we're going to go out there and get worked. That, that, that one and three. One and three versus Toronto this year. And the one game we won, Kawhi did not play. Ron got his Phillies hat on right now. What you talking about? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yo, I just took off my jacket from being at the wet game on Friday night. You know what I'm saying? But I do have my hat on. Yeah. Uh, basketball season is over. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. So, Frank Harper, uh, so we all got them bounced out in the second round. Is that what we're, that's what we're doing? Speaking, all, all jokes aside, right? Honestly speaking, obviously we hope that that doesn't happen. And hopefully right. something changes. In the, in the first round where we kind of catch a groove, our biggest problem is that from night to night when there's no Joel Embiid, we don't know who's going to be the person that's going to step up and score. And when Joel is out there, we don't know who it's going to be. Tobias misses so many bunnies in the lane that it's, it's ridiculous. I, I, I Last night, I counted. He must have missed about four layups in, in three possessions. Yeah, yeah, I remember Mike always complaining about that. Yep. Um, you know, um, and, and then the other thing, too, is with Jimmy Butler, same thing. You don't know what Jimmy you're getting. Sometimes he's, he's, he's on fire and can't miss. Other times he's just nowhere. It's not even close. He's going to have to step up big time. He's going to have like a D-Wade-esque type of performance in the playoffs, the that 06 D-Wade. Um, like he's going to have to just ball out of his mind. And maybe play himself. Maybe hopefully him and Tobias are like, yeah, we we our contracts are covered up. Mm-hmm. We gotta put on for these niggas so we can get paid. I kind of think Jimmy will show up in the playoffs for some weird I, reason. I do too. Yeah, I don't I know do why, too. but I think he will. Um, I still don't think we beat Toronto, even if he does show up. We might push him to six, maybe seven, but there's no way we gonna win a seventh game up there in in Toronto. There's no. Play that they could play like Indiana or somebody in the next nah, round. Nah, I looked at it. They they play the winner of the two and seven matchup, which every Toronto is not losing to Charlotte or whoever the hell is down there. It might be the Pistons, mm-hmm. somebody yeah. like that. Gotcha. So that's not gonna happen. So it's almost a guarantee we'll be playing Toronto in the second round. Right. And uh, I, I can't. I think I gotta go. I gotta agree with you. I can't. The fan of me wants to say they'll do it, but we being real, I, I don't. There's nothing we've seen to support thinking no. they could beat Toronto. No, we're realistic fans. You know, a lot of people like to give Philly fans a lot of flag, but recently we saw how we showed up for Rocco and um, Dario Dario Sarich out there in Minnesota. Stayed back after the game was over to show our love. So that's who we are. All that other shit people try to promote about us, they didn't promote that the way it should have been. So we're realistic. We we know what to kind of expect from our team, and we show them love when they deserve it. And this team has just been extremely frustrating to watch. And just to wrap this up, they get bounced out in the second round. Their record is the same or worse than it was last year. They got bounced out in the second round last year. All these moves that were made by Elton Brand, 
that's a very unsuccessful season if that's what ends up happening. And then you got to look at a lot of the things structurally and what may need to change. Maybe even Elton. Because you made a lot of these moves and now you don't got no fucking backcourt. Like, were you thinking about that? That you might need a fucking guard or coming off the bench? Well, I don't know. I don't know if I disagree with you, but I will say if you would have told me he would have been able to get rid of Dario and Rocco and turn that into Tobias and possibly Jimmy into the next season, I don't know if that's a failure. But I agree with you well, on, in terms of the You don't keep both guys. And right, you've got to have a complete team. Uh, you can't. Yeah. I mean, so, those names but, are but, great, but. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. On paper, that's a great thing, right? But then again, when you put it, hindsight is always twenty twenty. So at this point, wouldn't we rather have Landry out there coming off the bench shooting? Absolutely. Right. If, if, if there's a way that we can keep him, then that makes us a lot stronger, too. If, and here's a, here's a name that we didn't really talk about. This fucking Ben Simmons thing is is the most annoying shit on earth. From I mean, what standpoint? He can't, he can't do shit when <laughs> when Joel when Joel doesn't play, and Ben calls himself trying to take over and going to the basket and throwing up some whoopty doo bullshit. It, it's fucking hard to watch, yo. I think it's to hard your, to watch. To your point, Ron, it goes back to the earlier conversation. Zion better pay attention. You better learn how to create right. your shot. Cause you know, yeah. twenty five in Philly is is a great video to watch right now. You you oh, Zion's already a better shooter than Ben Simmons. Right, right, right. By far. Right, but he's you know you don't want to just be one dimensional. Right. You know what I mean. You right. got to add something to the to your game, or else you are limited fast in the NBA. Yeah, I mean at the end of the day, plus outside of the fact of Ben being fucking seven foot and able to dribble through his legs, like what else is he does he do? He doesn't do shit else. <laughs> just being honest. <laughs> Like being I, honest, I think he's he a very. Much and I know you're gonna hate to hear this. He has a high basketball IQ, <laughs> but he needs. <laughs> he to be, does. But he needs to be closer to the basket. That high basketball IQ would go a longer way if he could create more closer to the basket, either from the elbow, even from the block, and had less turnovers too. But but that's the Sixers have to decide who is going to take over in crunch time. And who is going to get those minutes? And it, to me, it has to be Jimmy Butler. No, it's Jimmy. It has to be Jimmy Butler. I don't want to see Joel Embiid getting the ball with his back to the basket with seconds left in the fucking game. What do you think he's going to be able to do from that position? He doesn't pass well out of the post. His right. back is to the basket, so all they do is collapse in on him and take the ball from him like he's a fucking uh, tall, goofy kid in AAU. <laughs> like, Which is how he looks a lot of how he the looks. Time. It's how he looks at the end of the game. No big man should be taking the clutch shots. When who who do we know outside of Akeem that was the big man that they went to at the end of the game, and it worked. It, that that's not how it works. They pack in the lane at the end and force you to take a shot. Maybe Duncan, but he was a great passer. I don't think Duncan was their closer though. Probably wasn't. I don't really think they were going to go to Parker. They were going to go to Ginobili. He wasn't the guy they were going to. That's not your job, and that that's not going to be your role, Embiid. You got to realize that. You're going, trying to go through your legs and shit with 10 seconds. Like, nigga, come on. If if, if that's what they're going to do, because it's going to be close games in the playoffs for sure, and if he's going to be the go-to guy, you've already lost. You've already lost. Yeah, nah, I agree. So, 
Second round, most likely we're bounced out, and we'll be talking about, you know, can we get Mark Jackson in town? (laughs) We're talking about, (laughs) right, Bryce Harper and Mark Jackson. We don't care about your religious views. We need you. (laughs) Come on. No, amen. (laughs) (laughs) That was for you, Mark. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, we were were going to do a sucker OG. Uh, Are we good, though, the Sixers? Second round, everybody. That's a consensus. Man, I'm. I'm just gonna put it out. I'm gonna. I'm gonna speak it out into the air. Yo, we're going to the finals. So that's where we at. All right. So <laughs> that's the thing about today. You could say the most outlandish thing, and if you're wrong, everybody expected that. If you're right, then you look like a genius, right? So <laughs> you, you, you said NBA finals or Eastern Conference finals. Why the fuck would I start that the Eastern Conference Finals? I said, are we going to the NBA Finals? Second round for me. Bounced out. I'll go go Conference Finals. Somehow, somewhere, they'll figure this shit out. Wow. I got us losing to Toronto in six, second round. We'll see. I wish them luck. I'll be rooting like a motherfucker every game. Try to see if we can get up to a game. Talk to your people, Ron. See if we can get, get some going. I, I already started working on it. I already started working on it. I got the green light yep. for that. Let me know. <laughs> so we'll be rooting, <laughs> but we got to be realistic. Shout out to the Sixers. Uh, shock us. Shock us, man. Shock the world. Yeah. Trust the You got process. the talent. You got the talent. But, um, yeah, we were going to do Suck OG segment, but in the spirit, in the memory of Nipsey Hussle, we got a new segment. We got to do a better job incorporating all the segments. We got Sucker OG. Um, we got Who You With. And we're going to add a one more called the Victory Lap. So we're going to add another segment called the Victory Lap segment. And that's going to be in memory and honor of Mr. Nipsey Hustle. So the Victory Lap segment is going to be based on athletes that are in the spirit of Nipsey Hustle, giving back to the community, being entrepreneurs, uh, owning their own products and businesses. So, you know, one or two guys that you guys want to shout out in the victory lap. Ron, who you got? Well, man, we're going to take our first victory lap. We're going to go down to Miami, man. Um, you know, you can't talk about giving back to the community. You can't talk about taking a victory lap without bringing up the great Luther Campbell. Um, the, the things that Uncle Luke has done, we, and we won't even disrespect him by calling him Uncle Luke right now. The things that Luther Campbell has done for Miami um, from, from bringing an awareness standpoint and also just the things that he's done for the youth overall down there with his football league and, and, and other things. Uh, Mr. Luther Campbell should definitely take a, a victory lap. Um, you know, he, And he's been doing this for a long, long time. I was going to get on you about Luke, but being that he does have the youth sports programs, because we want to incorporate sports in all of these segments, but Luke, what he's done with his youth football league and things of that nature, I can rock with that. I can rock with that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I definitely think, uh, you know, if we're going to talk about victory laps and and, and bringing awareness in in sports, then, uh, you know, Mr. Luther Campbell definitely deserves – and he also has, I think, I know he was doing the porn at one time, and that's not a like a a shot at him. He he was owning, he like he owned all that content, so he yeah. was, he created a business out of you know sex, which is an industry that will be here forever. 
Uh, so, yeah, definitely shout out to Mr. Luther Campbell. Uh, we appreciate what you've done for the community. Um, and very similar to Nipsey Hussle, you know, came from a certain environment and then turned it around to a positive. So let's give some horns to Uncle Luke. Word. What you got, Dante? Word. And y'all can twerk to those horns, too, if you want to, because he does that other side of it, too. Shout out to Uncle Luke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the one that I'll give, I'll give one to is uh, Darrell Revis. Um, I know he's been one of the players I thought was interesting because how he negotiated his contracts. He was one that mm. really monetized the most out of his position during the years with signing for the most guaranteed money. And then he shortened those contracts deals. with the one year yeah. deals. But, um, because say LeBron took a page from him or and they all took a page. I think Mike was doing that too. One year, $30 million deals after a yeah, while. He did his last mm. two years in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. So I always, always thought his business mind, was kind of dope and so there was I think it might have came out in December but you know as the as um, sports gambling becomes more uh, uh, legal state to state um, this online digital uh, uh, sports betting uh, uh, platform um, called digital digital sportsbook it's called uh, points bets is the name of the, of the, of the company um, they brought him in as an executive to sort of be the face, the face of their platform. And as uh, uh, more states have become legalized, I think uh, recently D.C. they're going to have sports betting now at the uh, at the Wizards at the Capital One Arena where the Wizards and, yeah. and the Capitals play. You can now go up there and place your bets, which for me and Toos is much better than driving to uh, to Delaware. It's not good for me at all. <laughs> for, the, for the record, I was about to say this, this is bad for the both of us, right? This is not good for me. Trust yeah, me. so you know, I thought that was different. That was that was innovative. Um, you know, it's to kind of see him stepping out and open up, hopefully another another avenue for players when they get retired to to continue their career. Absolutely. Let's give some horns to Mr. Revis, baby. Revis Island. So I got a, a few people definitely want to shout out and. You know, the first person is someone that most people probably think I don't like. And, you know, for the most part, I kind of don't. But <laughs> I got to recognize what he's done and what he's doing in his community. And that's Kevin Durant, uh, a community that's not too far from where we reside. Even though, Dante, I don't know where the fuck Seat Pleasant is. I've never seen a sign for Seat Pleasant. It's close to Suitland. <laughs> okay, because that's where, that Suitland is actually where he set up the... Yeah. Uh, Durant Center. Mm -hmm. So Kevin Durant set up the Durant Center um, for kids to have a place to go. And he's also in conjunction with College Track. College Track is something that is set up over there on the West Coast in the Bay Area. And he took that concept and brought it over to uh, Suitland, Maryland, which I know Suitland pretty well. I didn't know C. Pleasant was in that vicinity. But I remember playing games at Suitland High School and the kids are sliding around. I was going to say, were you, at that? That, was were you at that game? Yeah. I'm ready to fight the reps because I'm like, yo, we either going to leave if y'all don't come out here with some some dust mops and, and, and wipe this floor up. And even when they did it, it wasn't that good. But those kids are going to hurt themselves. Yeah, it was terrible. And I'm like, they play high school basketball in this fucking court? Like, that just shows you the resources in, in certain communities. Just something as small as that, where they're not even maintenance in the floors out there like mm. it was crazy that was one of the games you got teed up and i, I was co-signing yeah. that i was co-signing i got a check it's as crazy as i used to be on the sideline i only got 
three technicals throughout my duration. I got two in one game. She kicked me out. It was a female <laughs> rap. <laughs> female rap. She kicked me out. She related to Gabrielle Union. <laughs> <laughs> she got it. She she had it coming. It was well deserved. You tried to put her in the back of the bus. But <laughs> <laughs> you understand with these refs, they be trying to get up out of there so they don't want to call fouls. And they was killing my kids. So anytime I'm I'm gonna stick up for my kids no matter what. So she didn't like it, so she told me to get the fuck out. But hey, <laughs> I gotta let her know you ain't gonna just push my kids around out here. Um, but yeah, Kevin Durant has got the Durant Center set up in, in conjunction with College Track that not only gets kids into college but helps them through the process so that they also graduate. Um, they have a really great selective process and who they bring into the program. Um, and I think it's mon- it's monumental. He has one center set up in Suitland. He's doing another one that will be set up in Southeast D.C. And they're looking at maybe doing one more in a few years in another part of D.C. So, But the fact that he did it in Suitland to begin with, right there in his hometown, um, you know, that's definitely commendable. Uh, shows that he does care. You know, a lot of people talk about Nipsey and him giving back to the community led to his demise. And I don't agree with that. I no. think Kevin Durant is showing you can give it back to where you're from and try to uplift those people in that community and not necessarily have to physically be there. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe Nipsey didn't, I'm not even going to say that, you know, the fact that people nah. can see him and touch him, people should yeah, not make now, it real. right. And people should not now allow that to deter them on how they feel about being in their community. Yes, you are successful. You got a lot of money. You you do somewhat become a target. So you have to keep that in mind. I think it's a balance possibly. I mean, you live your life however you want to live your life when you're doing philanthropy or charitable shit. But like, you know, Nipsey, who was very, you know, accessible and, and I'm, I'm definitely not knocking him for that. But then... The other side of it is, I remember it was remember years ago where it was Hove and how Harry Belafonte had like a little back and forth issue, and, and Hove's point was, I don't necessarily need to be in Brooklyn every day to inspire right, people right. there. I think it becomes a balance when your star power, you have to protect it so much so that right. things like this don't happen, so that kids can still see see you on TV doing other things and know it's still you know possible to do other shit coming from this neighborhood. So. You know, it's, 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 it's tough. But it's hard. I'm like, who am I to police your right. accessibility? Do what you right. feel, but you just got to move smart. Right. And, you know, Nipsey was hiring guys coming out of prison, employing them into uh, his businesses and making sure that they were good. He was putting healthy food in the area. And I've seen clips of people saying, like, if it wasn't for Nipsey, we wouldn't have a place to go to eat healthy. That's wild. Like, we wouldn't have opportunities and jobs because of the things that he brought back to us. So I think Nipsey's impact is probably a little deeper than even Hove because mm-hmm. the fact that Hove is too big of a star to be in there day to day with the people, like he just he just can't do it. Nipsey was a famous and he was a celebrity, but he was still at the point where he could be embraced in his own hood and probably felt that he didn't have to worry about anybody doing anything negative because of how much love he poured back in. And it's extremely unfortunate that we even have to have this conversation. And I hope it doesn't stop people from 
doing some of those things. But you do have to keep in mind that you are going to be a target to some. But to finish with uh, Durant, he also has 35 Media Ventures, which is currently um, his media company has a show on ESPN Plus. Uh, and his first show is called The Boardroom, where they talk about the business of sports. Uh, so he's had various guests on there. LeBron's been on there. And we could always mention LeBron. He's he's the standard. Yeah, he's, yeah, right? yeah, he's, he's so, obvious. Right. Yeah, he's we wanted to stay standard. away from him. Right. Gold standard. I agree with that. So that's that's obvious. But a lot of people don't know Durant's doing a lot of things as well. He has to show the boardroom. He's working on a scripted show called Swagger. Uh, and he also has a documentary, which I know... For me and you, Dante, we'll really be interested. He's doing a documentary called Basketball County, and it's based on the his, the history of basketball within PG County. PG. Um, so I'm really interested in that. So shouts out to Kevin Durant. Um, I also wanted to shout out Venus Williams real quick. Venus has her own uh, sports apparel clothing line called Elevin. Um, so, you know, a lot of these other athletes have their own endorsements with Nike, Adidas, Whoever the case may be, her sister is with Nike. Venus wears her own stuff. So when Venus is out mm. there on the tennis court, that's her product. That's her apparel. Um, so I think it's phenomenal that she's out there with her own business, with her own clothing line. And it's doing pretty well from what I hear. So when she's out there, she also has a V-Star Interiors, which is an interior design company. So Venus is very enterprising. Uh, they own a piece of the Dolphins as well. Um, yep. So, and yep. she said this all came from her father. Shouts out to Richard, man. He always told them another to be, Compton. Right. Keeps with our Compton team. So South, shout South, out to South Central LA. Um, so shouts to Venus as well. Um, and, and one person we got a shout out. Oh yeah, you getting? You getting? I know you're going with that. I don't know if you know where I'm going with it. It's Lonzo Ball, man. Mm. Lonzo Ball could have really changed the game. And just like we're talking about with Nipsey and mm. people not going back into the hood because of what happened to him, don't let that stop you. Just like Lonzo with the Triple B sneakers, that blueprint, that approach is what is needed. Zion, with his potential star power, if it would have worked for Lonzo, probably would have made it easier for somebody like Zion to try to maybe replicate that and do the same thing. Lonzo needs to get away from LeVar Ball at all costs. I don't care what y'all think about that. He's got to get away from him. I mean, you, Lonzo, see, you see where he's at now. Where yeah, we're starting to see it yeah. tear apart. But Lonzo owns 51% of, B, of the Triple Bs. That's his company. Mm -hmm. Now, if the brother's going to pan out, then now you have your star athlete. Because the brother looks like he can he can play. The youngest one. Yeah, yeah. he's playing against the men professionals overseas. I, I think he's going to actually be a pretty good ball player. But if he exceeds expectations and becomes a star, and now he's sporting rocking Triple Bs, the company that you own, there's still a chance for it to succeed. you got to get away from LeVar, man. you got to get away from his ass. But what you did is still inspiring. Problem with Lonzo is he got no personality. LeVar almost had to be the the voice yeah. in the mouthpiece. Yeah, the mouthpiece. But this, the, the youngest son looks like he does have that. And you you got to change the price point. If they would have came out and said that the Triple Bs was a buck twenty, because I actually thought they was kind of dope, I'd have copped them to support. But you came out with these outlandish prices. 
it just just made no sense. And you're talking about trying to help and give back to the community, but those kids aren't from the hood, so they don't really get. Right. It doesn't mean you can't relate to it, but Lavar is. So the fact that he came out with that shit, he's just a clown. But what they tried to do, I'm, I'm still hoping it works out. And he's a business owner of his own apparel. And hopefully with the youngest son, there's no way he's going to get another star athlete to sponsor. The not, right, not, not right it's now. Not gonna he's got to get the books in order first. And, right. You know, they go right. through that now. But even once that happens, your best chance is your little brother. I'm, sh- I'm not sure if he has a percentage of the company or not, but they need to take back that percentage that the one guy that jacked him out of the money, mm-hmm. get that percentage back. Give it to the youngest brother if he doesn't already have a percentage. And then you have a chance to really have something big. I mean, they've got to change, you know, some of the designs, some of the branding. But there's still potential there. So, shout out to Lines of Ball as well. But you had somebody else? Oh, no. Nah, I, I thought you was going with the jokes. But, uh, you know, I was... You know, I was joking earlier about who's going to get them, them new Beyonce's when they come out, man. Well, you know what? Shout out to Beyonce, yeah. too, because even though she did the uh, the deal with Adidas, they are going to mag- uh, manufacture and distribute her brand, which is called Ivy Park. Ivy mm-hmm. Park. She has a clothes. Uh, uh, it's an athletic apparel that she, I guess she started a few years back and it never really went anywhere. So. That's more of a partnership than it is her just sponsoring and, and right. endorsing Adidas apparel. Yeah, it's more her product. Right. Now now they're going to manufacture and distribute the Ivy Park brand, um, which that's actually pretty dope as well. And I was always thinking, like, the way Beyonce and Jay had now, I'm shocked she would do a deal where she's endorsing a product. Yeah. But now it I makes more it's about sense. about the equity, right? Right. Yep. Now it makes more sense. So shout, shout out, out to... Uh, Beyonce is she should run for president because shit uh, she fuck around and win I might vote for her but shout out to uh, Venus Williams Lonzo Ball and KD even though you're a cupcake on the court I respect what you're doing off the court uh, <laughs> but yeah one last thing uh, any last words about about Nipsey Ron um nah man just just Rest in peace. Uh, last time I was in L.A., me and Sonny was getting off the plane, and uh first song I played came from Nipsey Hussle, and then I went straight to Tupac with it. So I was in my L.A. state of mind. So R.I.P. <laughs> N.I.P. Indeed. Dante? Yeah, long, long, long live Nipsey. Nipsey Hussle, you know, thoughts and prayers to his family, friends, all the loved ones, you know, and, and like I said earlier, this one hit a little different. We're a little older, you know, don't like to see you know, our kings and our heroes like this, especially when you learn more about the things he was doing outside of music, you know, um, leave us early, but hopefully there's a blessing that comes out of this. So yeah, rest rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle. Indeed. We're going to end it on that. Either they don't know, don't show, don't care about what's going on in the huddle. We'll see y'all next time. purpose, I believe, for what we're doing over here. It wasn't to get in trouble with the police. It wasn't to be a minister to everything. It was to, you know, continue a tradition of self-destruction. It was it was to build. So all the obstacles and everything we went through for being misjudged and misunderstood, um, you know, it didn't stop us. You know, it did it wasn't it wasn't a brick wall, it was a speed bump, you know? And it was and I embraced it as as, you know, the resistance, the gravity, trying to do something great. Damn, I wish my nigga fast was here.
How you died 30 something after banging all them years? Grammy nominated in the sign of shedding tears. All this money, power, fame, and I can't make you reappear. But I'll wipe them though. We just embrace the only life we know. If it was me, I'd tell you, nigga, lay your life and grow. I tell you, finish what we started, reach the heights, you know. And gas the V12 to the pipe and smoke. I was riding around in the V12 with the rags in the middle.